you're tuned into Bible Snacks. Not the full meal, just a spiritual snack for On The Go. How long does a soda last? Uh, approximately 2.4 hours. Maybe. Before open. Oh, before open? Yes. It, indefinitely, forever, right? Until you open it. Well, did you know that a soda can or a glass bottle lasts for about a year, but a soda bottle, like the plastic bottle, about three months from no. production date? Yeah. Maybe that's why two liters go flat so quick. Ooh, good point. Because yeah. they don't last long anyway. They don't. And mm-hmm. they probably don't change out the inventory on the shelves. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. So it loses its carbonation over time. I guess. It doesn't uh, retain. Maybe. It goes bad. That's all I know. <laughs> that's all the internet told me. Well, so you talk about carbonation. It's that there's nothing like that sound you hear of. Right. <laughs> that was probably a bad sound effect. Um, you know, you you hear that sound and everybody knows what it is. Right. And that's the, the soda can releasing the, the carbonation, which tells you that you got yourself a good can. Because if it just doesn't really do anything, then you know, uh-oh, it's flat. Right. So it's kind of like a Christian then, huh? Yeah, it's, all, it's exactly like a Christian. Because, you know, when you become a Christian, you get saved God comes into your life, you have this amazing experience, and you're just on fire, and you're filled with carbonation. (laughs) The Holy Spirit. You're all bubbly. (laughs) You're all bubbly, full of bubbles, and it just flows from you. Um, But then kind of what happens is over over time, you know, you lose your bubbles. Um, And it could be for different reasons, but if did you know this, right? One way to get rid of carbonation from a soda is to... Turn up the heat. Heat it up. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. You turn up the heat, it gets rid of the carbonation. Right. Um, and likewise, in our Christian walk, when the heat turns up and trials and tribulations are coming our way, um, under pressure with the heat, we we can, might lose our fizz. We lose the excitement, right. the zeal for Christ. Right. Yeah. We're not, we're not um, comparing the fizz to the Holy Spirit. You don't lose the Holy Spirit. You right. lose the excitement. Sometimes. I mean, Sometimes, there are yeah. some, some Christians who are just like so I know awesome like that, that you yeah. want to be around <laughs> because, you know, they're just, they're, they got it. And the Lord just works through them and trials and tribulations. Nothing takes them down. Yeah. Nothing makes them flat. But then other times, there are Christians. It's just like us, you know, life comes at you. We're Man, still struggling. you just like start to fizz out and there's that. But then it also reminds me of the Pharisees and the uh-huh. scribes um, mentioned in Matthew chapter 15. Go for it. Verse 1, it says, Then the Pharisees and the scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. He answered them, and why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, honor your father and your mother. Whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. For you say, if anyone tells his father or mother, what you would have gained from me is given to God. He need not honor his father or mother. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. Verse 7, it says, you hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said... This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Hmm. 
So you've got these religious leaders and the scribes that, that followed them. And, you know, they're, they're pressing Jesus with questions as they often did. And I think it's so evident when you see Jesus's answer to them, a lot of times they lost their fist. Mm. We would also say like, you kind of, you lost the heart of it. You lost your direction. You've became so focused on something else that you've lost the excitement of God and the things that he he's spoken of. Yeah, they're like a two liter that's been stuck in the fridge for too long. It's something like that. <laughs> well, the other thing too, though, is, you know, another way that you can get soda to lose its fizz? How's that? Add a teaspoon of sugar to it. Huh. Okay. So if you add sugar to it, or you can add heat to it, right? Or you can add sugar. If you look at the sugar as prosperity, and that's another way that kind of quenches quenches our fire to where, you know, we're we're super bubbly, we're fizzy for Christ, and then prosperity hits, win the lottery, whatever, you know, you get a new job or right. um, you know, get a girlfriend or a boyfriend, and then all of a sudden like your priority becomes something else and mm-hmm. it takes away your focus from Christ because you're so focused on the blessing, on the positive right, thing. Right. And so the sugar can be sweet and good. But it also can take away the fizz, same as the heat. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's something that's already so sweet. But when you add just a little too much of it, it can flatten it. It's kind of like a little leaven leaveneth the whole lot. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) A little sugar flatteneth the whole bottle. And it could be that that's what happened to the Pharisees. Mm. Because we see some more insight in John. uh, Chapter 12, verse 42, it says, Nevertheless... Many, even of the rulers, believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they were not confessing him for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue, for they loved the approval of men rather than the approval of God. Hmm. So it's kind of like the prosperity. I mean, they they were exalted as leaders and important men and women. And then it's like, oh, if I believe in Jesus, that might impact my reputation some. And so... So they love their position of power and influence and prosperity more than they loved God. So the other thing is, you know how overpriced a soda is at a restaurant? You pay like four dollars, <laughs> and it's like, well, I could get, I could get a whole two liter for that, and um, you pay for it, and then you get the soda, and it's flat. If it's a drive-through, you're already gone, and you right. paid for your soda, and now you got a flat, you know, thirty-two ounces of good for nothing juice or whatever. <laughs> I was just thinking about how Jesus paid the penalty for you. He paid for you. He's redeemed your life. It's like he paid for you. And then, you know, what a bummer in exchange to get a flat soda, <laughs> a Christian that lost its fizz, you know, because um, we're not, you know, we're not saying you lose your salvation. Right. You know, you're once, once saved, you are in Christ. You are a new creation. You are born again. But the reality is, is that life hits you, whether it's heat or sugar, <laughs> You, you might lose some fizz, and Jesus is like, oh, man, I, I paid with you for my life, and yeah. this is what I get. Yeah, I, well, there's also, there's heat, there's sugar, and there's time, because that's Ooh, what yeah. mine was. That's right, just time. That existing, how long does it last for? Yeah. And that's where traditionalism and being, I hate to say it, but I don't know the right word for it, but a stagnant Christian mm. can help lose can help to lose your fizz. Yeah. Um, yeah, cranking up the heat where things get tough, 
or just adding a little too much of something because uh-huh. it's supposed to be good, but you're adding to it. That's right. So the moral of the story today is keep that fizz. <laughs>